the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Some people think that Christians are always supposed to be nice, like doormats that people walk on. Sometimes Christians have to be confrontational. And Stephen knew he was surrounded by a corrupt court, but he was not intimidated. Being intimidated can be related to your personality, but in any situation, regardless of your personality, a better understanding of what is being discussed gives you confidence and encouragement, especially when it comes to the Word of God, the Bible. Welcome to another edition of Study Verse by Verse with Pastor Leighton Sheely from Church of the Highlands in San Bruno. I'm Mike Trout, and our website is highlands.us. Continuing a message he began yesterday, here's Pastor Leighton. Our nation was founded by godly people based on biblical principles, and as the result of that, that we have enjoyed a history that is exceptional in terms of its peace and prosperity in the history of the world. Uh, But there was a a decision a few weeks ago that was handed down by the Supreme Court of the United States that has disappointed, and that's an understatement, an awful lot of people. And and so we, we took a few weeks to step back and look at the bigger picture to realize this is only one event among many, many events that the Bible talks about is as being signs of the season, the season being the return of Jesus Christ. And so we've, we've looked at some of the bigger uh, picture, and now in the weeks to come we want to focus in a little bit more on this issue of marriage. And uh, I, I've had a number of people come up to me after various services and ask me for advice. Pastor, I own a small business. I put my life savings into this business, and my dreams are in this business. Or uh, Pastor, uh, I've got a complication at work because my employment is going to be at jeopardy if, if I don't just go with the cultural flow and so forth. And, and so we've got people asking these questions. How should I respond uh, to this situation? Should I support things that offend my convictions uh, and that contradict the Word of God? Uh, or to what degree should I go to dodge the issues? And so how do we respond? How, are we, how do we prepare ourselves when the occasion comes to know what principles the Bible gives us for knowing how to handle these situations? Well, fortunate for us, we're not the first generation of believers who have been confronted with these kind of dilemmas. In fact, we find the apostles were dealing with similar dilemmas, and the, uh, the history uh, is recorded for us in the book of Acts, which is the uh, history of the early church covering the first couple of decades after Jesus' death and resurrection. And it records for us some of the conflicts that the apostles and the early church leaders had and how they handled those conflicts. And the principles that we can learn from that might be applied to any situation that we might step into. So I'm going to invite you to turn in your Bibles to the book of Acts chapter 4. The book of Acts chapter 4. We're going to be reading a lot of stories from the book of Acts uh, today because uh, that's our focus. The story actually begins in chapter 3. It, 
it's Paul, uh, Peter and John who are going up to the temple. Uh, and uh, they're going up to worship, but along the way they heal a person, a, li- a man who was lame from birth. And that creates some commotion in the temple. And so Peter preaches a message. And uh, chapter 4 begins with, And as they were speaking to the people, the priests and the captain of the temple and the Sadducees came upon them greatly annoyed because they were teaching the people and proclaiming in Jesus the resurrection from the dead. And they arrested them and put them in custody until the next day, for it was already evening. But many of those who had heard the word believed, and the number of the men came to about 5,000. On the next day, their rulers and elders and scribes gathered together in Jerusalem with Annas the high priest and Caiaphas and John and Alexander and all who were of the high priestly family. And when they had set them in the midst, they inquired, By what power or by what name did you do this? Then Peter, filled with the Holy Spirit, I want you to know that phrase, filled with the Holy Spirit, said to them, rulers of the people and elders, If we're being examined today concerning a good deed done to a crippled man, by what means this man has been healed, then let it be known to all of you and to all of the people of Israel that by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom you crucified, whom God raised from the dead, by him... This man is standing before you well. This Jesus is the stone that was rejected by you, the builders, which has become the cornerstone. And there is salvation in no one else, for there is no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved. Now, when they saw the boldness of Peter and John and perceived that they were uneducated common men, they were astonished, and they recognized that they had been with Jesus. But seeing the man who was healed standing beside them, they had nothing to say in opposition. But when they had commanded them to leave the council, they conferred with one another, saying, What shall we do with these men? For that a notable sign has been performed through them is is evident to all the inhabitants of Jerusalem, and, and we cannot deny it. But in order that it may spread no further among the people, let us warn them to speak no more to anyone in this name. And so they called them and charged them not to speak or teach at all in the name of Jesus. Now in Israel at this time, the high priests were not only the religious leaders, but they were also the civil or political leaders as well. They were appointed by and accountable to the Roman Empire. Their authority was not limited to religious issues, but also all of the civil issues as well. Now, their authority was supposed to be limited in the case of capital punishment, which is why they had to appeal to Pilate in order to put Jesus to death. But this court was corrupt, and they oftentimes overstepped their bound. Now, notice the goal of this court in verses 16 and 17. They said, A notable sign has been performed, and we cannot deny it. It's the truth. But in order that it, the truth, may spread no further among the people. Let us warn them to speak no more anyone in his name. Their goal was to suppress the truth. Now, when you read Romans chapter 1, a passage beginning at verse 18, you notice that that whole system, which we're not going to have time for today, begins with an attempt to suppress the truth. Their goal was to suppress the truth and keeping it from spreading any further. And so they passed a law to that effect. Now, the problem with their law was that it was in conflict with God's law. At the close of Matthew's gospel, Jesus said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always to the end of the age." So Jesus commanded his disciples to go, that would include us, to go and make disciples. And that can't be done if you cannot speak or teach in the name of Jesus. 
And so Jesus said, go, and the court said, stop. So what did Peter and John do? How did they respond? Well, the story continues. Verse 19, but Peter and John answered them, whether it is right in the sight of God to listen to you rather than to God, you must judge. For we cannot but speak of what we have seen and heard. So in effect, Peter and John said that if the commands or the laws of an earthly court conflict with the commandments of God, God's commandments win. Now, Peter and John said they were going to continue doing what was right in the sight of God. They were going to continue speaking of what they had seen and heard. And the court let them go, but that wasn't the end of the matter because in the next chapter, chapter 5, let's turn there. uh, The apostles, Peter and the apostles, are again brought before the court. Acts chapter 5, verse 27 and when they had brought them, they set them before the council, and the high priest questioned them, saying, We strictly charged you not to teach in this name. Yet you have filled Jerusalem with your teaching, and you intend to bring this man's blood upon us. But Peter and the apostles answered, We must obey God rather than men. So the first principle is, we must obey God rather than men. Now, the court was furious. They wanted to put the apostles to death, but a wise leader named Gamaliel, who, by the way, was the instructor of Saul, who later became Paul, gave a brilliant speech in their defense. And after presenting his facts, he concluded in verse 38, I advise you, leave these men alone. Let them go. For if their purpose or activity is of human origin, it will fail. But if it is from God, you will not be able to stop these men. You will only find yourselves fighting against God. His speech persuaded them. They called the apostles in and had them flogged. They were beat. And then they ordered them not to speak in the name of Jesus and let them go. Question. Did they follow the court's law? No. Verse 41, the apostles left the Sanhedrin rejoicing because they had been counted worthy of suffering disgrace for the name. And day after day in the temple courts and from house to house, they never stopped teaching and proclaiming the good news that Jesus is the Christ. Publicly and privately, they violated the law because God's law always is more important than the law of any court of mankind. The first principle is we must obey God rather than men. Now let's turn to chapter 6. And as you do so, I want to remind you of that phrase filled with the Holy Spirit because it appears in this story as well. We're in chapter 6, verse 8. And Stephen, full of grace and power, was doing great wonders and signs among the people. And then some of those who belonged to the synagogue of the freedmen, as it was called, and of the Cyrenians and of the Alexandrians and of those of Cilicia and Asia, rose up and disputed with Stephen. But they could not withstand the wisdom and the spirit with which he was speaking. And then they secretly instigated men who said, We've heard him speak blasphemous words against Moses and God. And they stirred up the people and the elders and the scribes, and they came upon him and seized him and brought him before the council. And they set up false witnesses who said, This man never ceases to speak words against this holy place in the law. For we have heard him say that this Jesus of Nazareth will destroy this place and will change the customs that Moses delivered to us. And gazing at him, all who sat in the council saw that his face was like that of an angel. So here Stephen is falsely accused of wrongdoing by the religious leaders and these uh, false witnesses that were hired. And he presents his defense in chapter 7. But he says something very interesting after presenting his defense in verse 51. Now, I want to remind you that he is surrounded by a corrupt court and false witnesses. And he says, you stiff-necked people. 
uncircumcised in heart and ear, you always resist the Holy Spirit. As your fathers did, so do you. Which of the prophets did your father not persecute? And they killed those who announced beforehand the coming of the righteous one, whom you have now betrayed and murdered. You who received the laws delivered by the angels and did not keep it. Powerful words from a man who understood what he was talking about. You've been listening to a daily visit from Pastor Leighton Sheely, Senior Pastor at Church of the Highlands in San Bruno. We call it Study Verse by Verse. Pastor Leighton has begun a new series this week, and we'll continue through Friday. If you'd like to listen to the message, download it perhaps, you can do that on our website. It's highlands.us. If you need some encouragement at this time, on the website you will find regular updated comments from Pastor Leighton and other members of the ministry team. That's highlands.us. You can also call us if you have a prayer need or other need you'd like to talk with someone about. Our number is 650-873-4095. Again, that's 650-873-4095. It would be a privilege to help you in whatever way possible. I'm Mike Trout. Thank you for joining us. We'll be back tomorrow to open the Word of God and study verse by verse.